0: On any given day, you have to be able to compare your current reality with your goal and see the progress. Ideally, there will be something that you can do every day that will bring your goal closer. Hey, Women Creating Wealth fans. Do you know that I started this podcast as a desire to help you, women, to get involved in real estate investing, to get curious about real estate investing, and hopefully to actually buy a piece of property on your own or, or to get involved in some other way, right? We've through the weeks and months and years, we've talked about different ways of being invested in real estate, perhaps without even owning a piece of property yourself. So I want you to know today though, that that, journey, this journey toward education and trying to help women to become successful in real estate investing started with my book. It started when I wrote this book, Empower Your Inner Millionaire, A Woman's Guide to Financial Freedom Through Real Estate Investing. And so for the next few weeks, actually the next 10 weeks, (laughs) we're going to be reading this book together. And I hope that you'll take this opportunity Of the fact that we're reading it together to ask questions, to get clarification, to spark some conversation that will help other women, not just you, to get um, some of these questions, some of these blocks, some of these things that have been holding you back, to get those out of the way. And so we can all just jump in. And this book was meant to be like a primer, I wrote this book just as a way for people to get a really big overview on real estate investing, some of the different ways, comparing some of the different things that you could potentially do. So let's get started. Empower Your Inner Millionaire, A Woman's Guide to Financial Freedom Through Real Estate Investing. Introduction. Whether you think you can or whether you think you can't, you're right, Henry Ford. The major fortunes in America have been made in land, John D. Rockefeller. My My parents bought their first home, a two-bedroom cape, in 1963 for $4,000 and sold it in 1970 for $15,500. The current market value for my childhood home is $361,000. Like many of us, my parents sold that house to buy another, but imagine if they'd held onto it. Collecting rent every month, and invested some of the equity in other properties. Now, in their retirement years, they'd be living large, and I probably wouldn't have had to put myself through community college. How about you? Are you going to doom your kids to mediocrity in a third-rate education, or are you ready to create a legacy? Why real estate is great. Ability to leverage. Why can't you take out a mortgage to buy mutual funds? If stocks and bonds are such a great investment, why won't a bank loan you money to buy them? If you wanted to buy $250,000 stake in a hedge fund, you'd pretty much need $250,000. If you want to buy $250,000 in real estate, you only need $50,000, less in some cases. And in addition to banks, there are a lot of other people willing to loan you money to buy real estate. Tax deductions. When I bought a home in the White Mountains to rent part-time, My accountant said, don't worry, the house will never show a profit. He wasn't trying to discourage me. He just confirmed what savvy investors know. Investment in real estate is an excellent, legal way to pay lower taxes. Every time I spend an enjoyable day or weekend in the mountains, the gas, mileage, tolls, and lunch are tax deductible. Any work that I do to improve the property is a deduction, as are the costs for heating and cooling the house, cable and internet, electricity, etc., depreciation. One major tax advantage is called depreciation. The Internal Revenue Service understands that buildings don't stay static. There's wear and tear, systems age, kitchens need to be remodeled, etc. So the IRS allows you to depreciate the value of the building over a number of years. From a tax perspective, this makes it harder for you to show a profit on your taxes from the rents. Less profit means less tax. And while your building is depreciating on paper, it's usually appreciating in real life. Real property has a depreciation schedule with the IRS used annually to deduct a certain amount of value from the asset. For example, residential real estate has a 27 and a half year depreciation rate. The IRS expects the building to be worth nothing at the end of 27 and a half years. Your annual depreciation on a $275,000 building would be $275,000 divided by 27 and 5 or $10,000. So you get a tax deduction of $10,000 every year for 27 and a half years. Please note that the land that the house sits on is never depreciated. Now, although this sounds a little complicated, the important benefit to you is that you pay less taxes on your investment property income than on money earned in other ways, like wages and dividends. Diversity. There are several ways to invest in real estate, depending on how involved you wanna be, and relative to your personal style. Commercial, residential, vacation, and industrial real estate and land are all managed differently and demand different skill sets from the owner. We'll go into more detail later, but if you're eager to see what kind of property might be best for you, try our online questionnaire at eyimbook.com. Tangibility. Real estate is real. It's a place that you can visit. You manage it. You decide what will happen there. You can live or work there. You can see it, feel it, touch it. You control it, unlike the company whose stocks you may own. Stability and predictability. Real estate doesn't suddenly lose huge percentages of value. Unlike stocks, real estate has never had a flash crash. Big landowners can't sell all of their real estate overnight and radically alter the market. Change usually happens more slowly. And if you pay attention, you can, much more accurately than with stocks and bonds, figure out where the market is heading and act accordingly. Forced retirement account. Real estate investing is a forced retirement account. Paying down the mortgage is like a mandatory savings account. And the appreciation that your property gains is like compounding interest. And it's your tenants who make the deposits. Who says it's a man's world? To learn more about real estate investing, I read dozens of books from every angle. Commercial, residential, fixer-upper, flip, buy and hold, you name it. And guess what? They were all written by men. Some people imagine real estate investors clad in tool belts, fixing toilets at midnight. You may think that if you don't want that kind of life, you won't make it as a real estate investor. And <clears throat> Some say women can't be tough with tenants or the tenants won't pay and will take advantage. Read on and meet some of the many women who know the truth. Women, and yes, I'm generalizing, tend to be more analytical, better with numbers, better with people, and smarter than men. All critical traits in real estate investing. You can rock it as a real estate investor. I promise. Congratulations on starting the exciting journey to financial freedom. You are part of an elite group dedicated to improving their lives and leaving a legacy. Take a minute to pat yourself on the back before moving on to chapter one. Move out of your comfort zone. You can only grow if you're willing to feel awkward and uncomfortable when you try something new. Brian Tracy. Introduction takeaways. Real estate is superior to many other investments. Understanding the market cycle is critical to success. You can achieve financial freedom as a real estate investor. Chapter one, what the heck do you want? If you don't know where you're going, any road will get you there. Lewis Carroll. Goals for chapter one, understand what you want real estate to do for you. Ensure that that is in line with what you want for your life and create smart goals. Is this a touchy-feely book? The first questions I ask when working with new client with a new client are, what are your goals? Where do you see yourself in five years? Sounds like your last job interview, right? It's true. Goals are an important predictor of success in the corporate world. Once you know where you want to go, finding the right road is much easier. Kendra and who plan to sell their U.S. assets in five years and move to Canada, are going to have a different investment plan than Natalie and James, who plan to stay in the area indefinitely. Similarly, John, who won't buy a house if he doesn't like the color of the wall paint, will necessarily need a different strategy from Anne-Marie, who is handy and can increase the property value with sweat equity. If you want to retire in 30 years with $4,000 in monthly income, You will have a very different strategy, a very different investment strategy from someone who wants to retire in five years with $10,000 a month. If you haven't done this type of goal-setting process before, you may be surprised at its power. Goals allow you to control the direction of change in your favor. Brian Tracy Five-Fingered Goals Plan to develop goals for the five major areas of your life, family, fitness, money, spirituality, and work. We're only going to talk about your money goals here. On your own time, please create goals for all five areas so you can be sure your money goals are in sync with your other life goals. Money. How much money do you need each month to live the life you want? At what age do you want to retire? Think about all your current expenses alongside other costs you'd incur if you weren't working and had more time to do other things. Will you stay in your current house? Will you remain in the area or move to a place with more agreeable weather or a lower cost of living? Will you travel? Will you join a country club? Will you entertain more or less than you do today? Maybe you'd like to keep working in a job that's more fulfilling, but that pays less. Maybe you want to live a nomadic life, buying, renovating, and selling property in a new area each time. Visualize the life you would ideally like to lead, and then we'll figure out how to fund it. Smart Goals. Most of what I know about goals I learned from Brian Tracy. His book, Goals, How to Get Everything You Want Faster Than You Ever Thought Possible, introduced me to the nuts and bolts of goal setting. Before that, I believed in easy goals like write a check to the law of attraction on the eve of the full moon that didn't require a lot of thought and that I never actually believed. Setting SMART goals clarifies your thinking and positions you for success. Specific. So these are what the smart things mean. Specific. Why isn't writing a financial goal as simple as saying, I want to be rich? Imagine that you're writing a screenplay for your future self that someone else will direct. You have to be as specific as possible. What does it actually mean to you to be rich? What will your life look like? What will your first thought be when you jump out of bed? Help the actress who will play you understand your motivation. Measurables. In the case of goals, it's not gauche to talk about money. How much do you actually need to live the life that you have specifically designed? After doing my budget, it turned out that I only need $500,000. I initially thought that I would need millions. Create a budget for yourself at eyimbook.com. Attainable. When I thought I would need several million dollars to be financially free, it felt kind of hopeless. To succeed, you must be able to completely believe that your goal is attainable. It's okay to make a goal of having $50 million, but if you don't truly believe you can achieve that goal, you won't. Start with a goal that stretches you, but not too far. As soon as you attain that goal, you can set another one. Relevant. For goals to resonate and have the best chance of success, they need to evoke in us an emotion. Sometimes it's hard for a purely financial goal to do that, so focus on what having this money will mean to you and to your family. How will this money enable you to make a difference in the world? Focus on what you will do with this tool that we call money. Time measured. The final key to successful goals is to give them a deadline. You have to be able to stop, look back, and celebrate your success. On any given day, you have to be able to compare your current reality with your goal and see the progress. Ideally, there will be something that you can do every day that will bring your goal closer. Write down your goals, make plans to achieve them, and work on your plans every single day. Brian Tracy. Chapter one, action items. Write goals for the five major areas of your life. Family, fitness, money, spirituality, and work. Make the goals smart, specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time measured. Identify and fill any knowledge gaps. Read your goals every morning and evening. Revise your goals until they energize you. So that's it for the introduction and chapter one of uh, Empower Your Inner Millionaire. I invite you to come back next week when we're going to talk about chapter two, which is money, money, money. And if you want to like fast track to the end of the story and find out what happens, you can certainly buy the book. The ebook is on Amazon, or you can go on to eyimbook.com. And go to the shop section where you can buy the hard copy. And there you can make notes and do all kinds of fun stuff. Have a fantastic week.